So grateful to be with you for Central Moments again today. May God bless you. A lot of people struggle with the idea of God's judgment. It's one of the things that make it difficult to read through uh, books of the Bible like we're in right now, the Old Testament, Prophet, Isaiah. You know, we, we're very passionate about social justice, but we're a little hesitant about divine justice. I mean, we want people in our lives to be just and to treat us justly, but we don't want God to be just. And yet that's a very real part of his goodness. He can't be good and not be just. And this is, this is a lot of what happens in chapters 13 through 24 in Isaiah. It's God's justice being applied. And it's admittedly difficult reading. God goes through every one of Israel's enemies, um, starting with the Babylonians and the Moabites and the Philistines and, and, the, uh, and, and the, the various people in Egypt, the Cushites, various enemies, and even has hard things to say against Israel, who's turning their back on God. These, these are hard chapters of judgment. But God's judgment um, never precedes his mercy. And God's judgment never has to be the final word. Rather, it's God's judgment that make the way for the introduction of a whole new order in the earth and in our lives. And so verse 1 of Isaiah 25, after chapter after chapter of pronouncing judgment on Israel's enemies, Isaiah writes, Lord, you are my God and I will exalt you and praise your name. Yes, you're a God of judgment and justice, but, but, but beyond the negative side of that, I exalt you and I praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. Lord, what you have done, um, you know what you're doing, and these are things of wonder that you are accomplishing. Verse 4 underscores the fact that his judgments are to then make place for this new order. For you have been a refuge for the poor. Your judgment has been against those who have given themselves to demonism and violence, even violence against children in these pagan nations, uh, incredible oppression of the disadvantaged and the poor. He said, your judgments come to make way for a new order. You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in their distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. And then in the next verse, after reaffirming God's justice against the quote-unquote ruthless people, verse 6, he says, On this mountain the Lord will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. And he's saying that God's judgments are indeed making way for a new order. We will see that new order in our world after Jesus comes again and judges the nations uh, then the millennium and his rule on the earth will come. And here's where Isaiah again reaches into that future. Listen, you, you may not like a God who judges, but, but we have to love a God whose judgments necessarily deal with the evil that stand in the way of God's new order, where, where the richest of foods are available for all God's people, Isaiah says poetically. And in verse 7, the next verse, On this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He's going to break oppression in our world. And he will swallow up death forever. 
This is the verse that Paul quotes in the great resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, where he says, death is swallowed up in victory. That's going to be our destiny when Jesus comes again. He will swallow up death forever. Just hold that. Just carry that with you. For the sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces and he will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. And here Isaiah is going all the way into Revelation 21 and the description of heaven where death has been swallowed up with victory and there will be no crying. Our tears will be wiped away and no more suffering and no more sickness. Why? Because the Lord has spoken and his judgment are only the prelude to make possible the coming of a new order. See, this is what it's all about. Jesus wins and the world is made new because that's what he does. And may Jesus win in your life. May that new order already by the Spirit of God begin to be formed and shaped in you today. So, Father, we thank you for this. We love you. We praise you. My God, we, we just pray that, that that day of your coming will hasten. And, Lord, we, we pray we'll live in light of that day when the new order has come. Thank you for your kingdom already in our lives. Your rule, Lord Jesus, already within us. May it come May it find its ongoing advancement this day and this week in our lives, we pray. We open to you and thank you, as, as Isaiah did, that you are the God that we exalt. Praise your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.